Welcome to the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast number two. Episode two. Episode two. We made it through episode one. We could go today. Um, it was a blast. We got lots of good feedback. And uh, we'll get into that. But let's see who we got in the room. Got Ryan Collin as your host again. Yo, yo, yo. What up the show? Bob Collin over here. <laughs> <laughs> And checking in from Midland again, Captain Jason. Oh, got to throw in the captain. Oh, it's like doctor. It's like doctor. Yeah. Yeah. One upper for sure. All right. Well, that's between that and Bob's intro, I'm, I'm done for the, this episode. <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> okay. It's going to be that kind of show. Well, boys, what do you think of episode one? Because we both listened to it uh, 18 times each. Here's what I think of it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So feedback was really positive. A few things to uh, critique, which are good. We want to hear those things because we don't know what we're doing. So that's the, the second podcast of our lives. Um, but, yeah, feedback was good. I think we are up to about 140 people have listened to it, which is saying something since we don't know that many people. <laughs> but um, pretty good. Um, you know, a few things. It was a little bit on the longer side, um, which we didn't plan for that. But, you know, it was just so much fun and so much good banter and storytelling that it just, you know, that's what happened. So, yeah, thank, thanks to everybody that, uh, you know, that tuned in it, that listened over the different, uh, either whether you're listening to it on uh, Apple Podcasts or, you know, through uh, Spotify or whatever way you listen to podcasts. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we got a lot of really good feedback, you know, from a lot of friends and family and stuff like that. And, and even people across the state contacted us just to uh, reach out and say, hey, uh, you know, really enjoyed it. So um, so thanks for that. Um yeah, yeah. I mean, appreciate it. I did not necessarily think we were going to get that many listeners on the first the first run. Honestly, I didn't really know what to expect. So, really happy with the turnout. Um, and those are unique listeners. That's not the you know twenty times I listened to it, thirty five that Jason listened to it, and a hundred that Bob listened to it. So. Yeah, they they have a way of they have a way of uh, differentiating between who uh, listened to it multiple yeah. times, who so. listened to it you know originally or whatever but yeah it was cool it was fun uh we, yeah it went a little bit long uh and you know we've uh we've taken that as some uh, constructive criticism and <laughs> and we'll uh we'll definitely try to shorten it up a little bit i i personally like longer podcasts you know i drive in to work every day and i'll break up a podcast over the course of my drive in my drive home you know so on and so forth so i i i kind of like longer ones but um you know as we get longer into a podcast you you not that we have that we're ever going to run out of content or things no. to talk about but it was like it was it was a stretch but yeah thanks again everybody <laughs> um it was super fun and we're looking forward to uh, our conversations again today um you know we got some different things lined up as to what we want to talk about today and some different things that we're thinking about in the future um you know hit us up on our social media platforms if you have any ideas of anything that you want to hear about specifically if you want to if you have a you know if we're talking randomly about something and this is kind of kind of leads into some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today is that uh some of the feedback like we had a lot of people asking about the penny story you know the penny story and and i was like uh all right yeah well let's talk about that so if, if there's something in particular that we talk about you know reach out to us and uh if you want to if you want to hear uh, you know something specifically you know we'll definitely try to accommodate you yeah jason what did you think or what feedback did you get yeah same thing we've got a few things that we'll work on but overall first podcast a lot more positives than negatives and a lot more views than i think we were all expecting so that's all <laughs> trending in the right direction so we'll take it as a win and move forward uh continue to handle that feedback and just try to keep bringing you know good content and um improve the quality of the experience for the listeners yep for sure so I, what did uh what did nikki think of it not to call your wife's name but what did your wife she's not your wife yet um, but she's gonna be so i'm gonna call your wife what did she think yeah of it? yeah she couldn't believe that we could sit around for three hours and talk and i said we actually had to cut it short i mean we could have sat around all night and told stories and that's what we're hoping that this is covering stories yep. um 
and having a good time while we do it and have other people laugh at us just like we do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So one of the big things that uh, feedback that we got from a few people was they really understand what our idea was or what our concept was. We, we talked on it briefly, but I don't think um, we understand what our concept is. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly <laughs> it. You know, they want to know what it, are we going to be educational? Are we going to be stupid? Are we going to be, um, you know, just telling stories? The um, answer it, is yes. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a little bit of everything. You know, we, we certainly see the informative side of it. We, we do have a lot of knowledge. We're not necessarily terrible, but we've got a lot of stories that make you think we're terrible or terrible things have happened or we've just had bad luck. Um, so we're going to tell a lot of stories. Um, we're going to try to be as informative as we, as we can because we, we will have guests periodically that do know what they're talking about. Um, but it's really, it's going to be about just entertainment, you know, good, fun conversation, down to earth guys. And that's what it's all about. You know, Absolutely. you guys have anything to add to that like, on, on your guys' vision of this? No, that's uh, exactly it. It's, um, um, you know, some instructional stuff. Uh, I think we talked about that a little bit in the first cat or podcast of that, you know, there are certain ways that we fish, certain things that we have a little bit more knowledge on, you know, or knowledge in, in than others. But, um, you know, we're going to reach out to, we're going to have try to have guests on that are the subject matter experts that can, you know, kind of give us a little bit more insight into and hopefully make everybody a better hunter, better fisherman, better camper, better hiker, whatever it is uh, that, um, you know, that we're covering in that particular episode. But um, I think that that is the uh, kind of the point of it is to kind of talk about some of our shenanigans and some of our, our stories that are ridiculous in some ways. And uh, one, learn from it, <laughs> you know, don't, don't do what I did or whatever. And, uh, you know, in, in some ways, it's just going to be kind of, you know, some a little bit of comedy mixed in there because we, uh, we definitely don't take anything too seriously. You know, we like to go out there and seriously, you know, hunt, hunt some muskies or you know, walleyes or salmon or whatever we're chasing. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, in the meantime, we're going to screw some things up and just like every you know dedicated hunter and fisherman out there they're going to screw some things up you just don't hear about that on this podcast you're going to hear about it yep yep you're going to hear that you're going to hear the truth mostly though it's going to be fun whatever you're hearing is going to be fun you know i i listen to this while i was at work all week over and over and i'm laughing like i'm walking around and just laughing my employees are staring at me like i'm a crazy person I'm laughing at myself but he's, he's kind of a crazy person <clears throat> yeah well that's why i'm doing this so <laughs> i envision um I expect that people are going to use this, you know, on their way to work in the morning, right? Get out another episode here this week and you're going to be driving into work and, and maybe uh, have a few laughs and, you know, put a smile on your face. And for a second, you're going to forget about maybe what you got to go do that day and, and enjoy listening to what we have to say and, and get a kick out of it. So yep. Yep. that's what and, I would. And we do happens. plan on putting out a, a podcast every week. That's the, that's the idea. Obviously, you know, as long as nothing major comes up, we'll put a podcast out every week, ideally Sunday or Monday. Um, that's the the plan. So if you do tune into us weekly, which we hope you do, you're going to have content every week for your horrible Monday drive-in. We can make your Mondays just a little bit better, a little less I, horrible. Because I have a case of the Mondays every day at work. <laughs> every day is Monday. Yeah. So before we get into um, the heart of the podcast. We've got uh, our, our tradition we need to do. Snort! <laughs> it's a thing, yes. man. Gotta every, do it. every podcast, we need to take a snort of pucker at the beginning, and we'll take a few dirty. So, Jason, cheers to you. Cheers to you guys. Uh, cheers to another podcast. It was a blast last time. I'm looking forward to this one. So, All right. So the I guess the biggest uh, question we have from the last podcast was uh, on one of the stories that we were telling, and it was about the penny. And uh, I've had so many people, and, and I know Bob has too, just asking, what are you talking about the penny? Well, we're going to get into that. We're going to explain what the heck the penny story is. Yeah, I guess the penny is uh, the penny story is very much a, a Murphy's Law type story uh, where it was a, a perfect storm of where everything – that could go wrong, did go wrong. 
And uh, so I, I guess to, to kind of build up a little bit of a backdrop to the story, I got to kind of talk about the boat that I used to have. I used to have a uh, an 18 foot gambler bass boat. It had 150 horse uh, Black Max two stroke motor on it. It was 1987, I think. And uh, awesome boat, man. I, I, we put a ton of fish on that boat. And, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of work to the boat, too. I put a new floor in it, put new carpet on it, and I won't go through, you know, like the, all everything that I did when I – how I got the boat. I, I think I paid $400 for the boat. Um, 200 wasn't it? Maybe, maybe but I, yeah. I, I think we I put a lot of money into it. I think I put probably about 1200 bucks at the end of the day. But anyway, it was a bass boat. Um, had a big, you know, bow on the front of it and, uh, you know – old motor guide trolling motor on it and it was a it was a hoot all right <laughs> yeah, don't plug the hoot. all right it was a hoot and um so uh we went up to northern michigan on a trip and uh we uh up to the lake that we normally go to in the spring it's our it's our may pike and bass fishing bass musky and pike fishing trip and uh we uh you know as soon as we get up there we're super excited to launch we get every you know like we we are chomping at the bit to you know as soon as we pull into the resort that we stay at um you know we pull in there unload everything immediately immediately launch the boat yeah I, I mean we don't we haven't even cracked a beer yet and we are already getting the tackle on the boat and ready to get out there so we uh did all that and we start motoring out you know we had uh, we had another guy on the boat I'm not going to plug his name too much here. Uh, um, you know, over the years, I've become, you know, great friends with this guy. And, uh, you know, he's definitely an accomplished fisherman and hunter and uh, indefinite outdoorsman. We, I want, I'd love to have him on the podcast at some point. But these were his rookie years. All right. These were some of the very first years that uh, that he can't. I'm going to slip and I'm going <laughs> to say his name. And man, I just, I'll, I'll tell you right now, man, I, I love you to death. All right. But anyway, we, so give, we, we, we give him a hard time about this story. It's not like uh, it's anything new. He actually texted me after he listened to the podcast and said, How did you guys not talk about this story? So he knows yeah. it's coming. I warned him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he was wondering how he didn't bring it up. Um, but yeah, go ahead. So uh, so anyway, we're we're motoring out on the lake, and this is a lake. This is a reservoir. Uh, it is uh, the Thunder Bay River, and it's dammed up, and so there's a ton of timber in the lake. Uh, there's really a main channel that runs through it, and it's really difficult to navigate. Uh, we've been fishing it for years, so we have a you know we technically you know we we know how to navigate the lake. And, uh, you know, so we were, we're putzing out to our spot cause we don't want to, obviously don't want to tear off a prop or anything. And I get to a certain point where I know I can pick the boat up on plane. And again, I'm, I'm excited to get out there and get on the fishing spot. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick it up and put it up on plane. And as soon as I do, you know, I, I punch it, pick the boat up on plane and immediately the new guy's hat flies off cause he's not prepared <laughs> and his hat flies off, flies into the water. And, uh, and, and I don't notice it. Somebody taps me on the shoulder and I'm like, hey, you lost the tat. You know, so I'm like, all right. So I bring the boat back down and I whip it around. I'm going, we go back, we pick up his hat. And then uh, I'm like, all right, let's get back on it. I go to punch it and it just bogs right out and then dies. And I'm like, what's going on? And, uh, you know, so I try to start it again. It's like it's not getting any fuel. So I'm like, all right, you know, start going through the checklist in my head. What could it be? It's obviously feels to me like fuel right away. It's one of the first things you're going to check. I know I got a full tank of gas, so I know I'm not out of gas. So I immediately go back and I check the connection at the at the motor. So I disconnect it, and as soon as I disconnected the uh, where the uh, fuel line comes into the motor, all the guts of it go bloop right into the water. I watch the spring and gaskets and everything contained within that little connector just right into the drink and i was like oh man i knew right then that was the that that was the end of that motor for that day at least and i was like all right what are we gonna do immediately all right i'm i'm in survival mode at that time you know like it, nobody else knows what's going on with the boat only me so i'm like all right <laughs> next thing get on the trolling motor right so i immediately run up to the front of the boat and we had a we had a howling wind coming yeah. across the lake and we're we're tight to the shore already because that's the way that the channel runs and uh that wind's howling i don't want to get you know i don't want to get pushed into the uh into the uh 
the bull rush is there and i'm like all right so i jump up front i drop the trolling motor go to hit the pedal and nothing's happening and i'm like you gotta be kidding me like there's no way that everything fails at once this is like yeah this is murphy's law but it doesn't really happen does it and no it 100 definitely died on me so i'm sitting there and i'm trying to you know I'm, i just at that point i just you know I uh, accepted our fate of being blown into the uh, <laughs> into the cattails and bull rushes, and I'm like, all right, we get blown into that stuff, and I'm sitting here trying to figure out what's going on with my troll motor. I know that the that the motor, there's no way that that's there's nothing happening with that. So I was like, all right, we got to figure this out because the only other way to get back is I got a paddle, about a three foot paddle on my yeah, boat. Never happened. Yeah, and trying to get an 18 foot bass boat. You know, back to the you know a quarter mile back to the dock or half yeah, mile back on, to the dock. We're on the other side of the lake at this moment. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, with the wind blowing us away from the cabin. So it's not like that we could even just ride the waves to the cabin. No, that's blowing us right yeah. away from the cabin. There was no paddling. Yeah, it was. It was again a ridiculous situation. So as all this is going down you know the the new guys in the you know he's in the boat and he's like you know he's we're all he's drinking a beer i think ryan's got a beer in his hand or so and and, and you know what's going on what's wrong with the boat and i'm like uh, yeah I'm, I'm like don't even ask me don't even talk to me right now I, you know i'm like i'm just mad you know how it is when when something like when you're the captain of your boat and you're and everything goes south you're like I don't want anybody to talk to me. I'm just angry at that my things aren't working right now. You know, so I'm sitting here and I'm I'm going I'm looking at my pedal and trying to figure out like why I know my batteries are hot. I know that they're charged. I know everything's ready to go. And uh what I can figure out from the best of my knowledge is I you know, I start MacGyvering at that point. I start like, you know, kind of a little deductive reasoning and trying to figure out, you know, where's where's the problem so the the big how i solved this was uh you know let's let's bypass a switch it's got to be a switch issue so i you know i got a little toolbox on the boat it's got some wire cutters got some connectors got all kinds of stuff in it i grabbed those wire strippers and cutters and went ahead and just cut it ahead of the uh ahead of the uh the pedal itself and you know i think i told ryan i was like grab that battery out the back he grabs the the trolling motor battery and brings it up front and i had him sit on the front of the boat so sit in, in the in the seat in the bow and he was steering the trolling motor and i i, I by I, hand i'm sitting there holding it by <laughs> hand <laughs> right because we can't use the pedal at all right. so i i uh you know i stripped the wires out and i pulled the battery up and then because the the battery's hot and there's no switch to stop it i had to sit there and hold it by hand to the you know to the positive and negative post on the battery this was some straight up macgyver stuff like you know they could have made a whole episode of macgyver about this boat and uh and i sat there with it arcing and sparking and you know and and just all kinds of smoke coming off of it and it was totally dangerous and totally you know yeah yep don't do this at home, you know, type thing. And, uh, yeah, and uh, but the trolling motor started working. So the trolling motor started working. We got back into the channel and we're able to like maneuver our way all the way back. So we get all this of, is like a forty pound thrust, like motor guide from nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, it's it's on its last leg, and it's our it's our last hope of getting back to the cabin, but <laughs> not sleeping on this boat. Oh man, and uh, yeah, I, I think we broke out the paddle. We might we have broke out the paddle and been paddling too well, at I the think, same time. I think eventually, I don't know. We somehow figured out like to hold the wires. So like, I think I was controlling. The, the the troll motor and you were back there paddling or something like that i think yeah either way it took hours to get back either way the whole time hours. that me and Ro, you know like kind of the rule the 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 general rule or etiquette on our boats is that if something goes haywire with the boat like it's all hands on deck right it's all hands on deck let's figure this out let's figure out the problem and uh you know let's try to save the fishing trip or the fishing outing the best we can and uh, the whole time the new guy's fishing the, the whole time and he's kind of like what's up with your boat your boat sucks and i'm like oh man yeah it definitely does <laughs> tell me about it anyway so you know we um yeah, he's back there while we're fighting the wind and steering this yeah 
Just casting away. Oh man, and I'm just so I'm just away. Did he catch anything? Making comments. Oh, we'll get there. We're, we're getting there. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. We're getting there. And uh, it was, it was, um, yeah. The whole time, my anger and my frustration is just growing, and uh, it is really becoming a, a difficult day for me. But we get all the way. Uh, we finally, maybe an hour later, make it back to the. Uh, make it back to the dock and uh we get back to the dock and i'm sitting there like just defeated like what do we do you know like just i just had everything break every way of moving this boat break on the very first day of a week-long fishing trip you know so i'm like all right the fuel i know i can fix but that lake it's essential that you have a you know a good working trolling motor so i'm contemplating my head you know hey maybe we can i know that there's a you know, I know that I think there's a Bass Pro like outlet up by Mackinac. We could run up there and I can buy a new one. You know, I'm ready to, you know, just buy a whole new trolling motor. And uh, we get up on the dock and um, at the resort that we stay at, there's this, uh, there's a neighbor that lives there. It's this older guy that lives there. And every year that we go up there, he sees it, when, you know, he notices our trucks and always comes over to say hi he's always got you know a little bit of input about you know where to catch the fish and you know what color and uh it's always the same it's always a red and white daredevil in the stumps if you get a red and white daredevil in the stumps you're gonna catch him you know and uh and we've tried it we it doesn't always work but it works for him but anyway um (laughs) anyway he comes over and he's like hey what's going on and you know he's kind of shooting the shit for a minute and uh come to find out he's like you know he's like hey i'll help you out with that he's like i used to be an electrician for he was one of the big three it was like ford or gm or chrysler or whatever it was he's that used to be an electrician for him he comes back and he brings this big box of goodies that's got like every connector known to man and he dives right in there and just starts wrenching on all my stuff and and like he tore apart like a whole front end of my boat and rewired the whole the, the whole thing probably better than the you know the electricians at gambler bass boats could have done back in the day like i mean this guy fixed it up nice and got it all tuned in and it was immaculate like you know hats off to that dude for for you know saving my butt that weekend but that was uh yeah you know he was a huge help so meanwhile while me and that guy are you know going through and trying to fix all the wiring and things like that uh the new guys on the dock fishing casting off the dock right next to the boat as it's parked at the dock you know kind of talking some trash about my trash boat and drinking more beers and things like that and uh and he hooks one catches a fish right he's, he's fighting this fish and he brings it in and sure enough it's a you know it's a nice walleye it's a good 20 inch or 21 inch or whatever it was a 25 inch or it was a, it was a big walleye and uh he's sitting there messing with this walleye and it, again he was fairly new and uh he, i don't remember how exactly that went down but it, it definitely he's holding it for a second and you know, it's a keeper. We're gonna we're gonna put this thing in the you know we're gonna put this thing in the grease later on. You know, I'm like, all right, cool, caught a fish. All right, at least at least we've caught a fish at this point. And well, he, really, though, in your mind, you're like, seriously, dude, I'm wrenching on my boat, and you just caught a fish right next to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit peanut butter and jealous uh, and angry and frustrated and all these other emotions, but. Um, what's what kind of saved my frustration in that in that moment was that he drops the fish it hits the dock one bounce and into the water and i'm just inside (laughs) elated i'm just i'm just oh my god that's that's the uh cherry on top of the uh the whole thing there i was i was so excited that he lost that fish (laughs) sorry buddy again love you man but and I'm glad you we, lost we, that. We got him on a lot more fish that weekend. Oh man! But so yeah, so kind of cut that story down a little bit. But we ran into the local Walmart there, and they had a connector. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, three eighths connector or something like that, and brought it back. No, didn't we know. didn't remember. Walmart didn't have it. We had to go to some hole in the wall bait shop. And they happened to oh, have that's right. one dusty package sitting on the shelf. <laughs> that That's from 1987. Right. Y'all, y'all know that bait shop, right? Uh-huh. That bait shop that you go into and there's like some old yep. boat parts there and dusty yep. package on it. And I'm like, that looks exactly like mm-hmm. my connector. Picked it up, took it back, hooked it up, connected great. 
the boat ran great for the rest of the weekend <laughs> the trolling motor ran immaculate and we put some serious fish on the boat that weekend and uh and i i, I took every chance that i could to just bust that dude's balls for the rest of the weekend just you know what all right all right you want to talk you want to talk shit about my boat no problem all right, all right buddy all right so that's uh that's the backstory but you didn't bring up the penny ah yeah oh, i'm getting oh, okay let's go back let's go back all right so uh as the whole premise uh, of the story as uh myself and the older gentleman there were uh we were rewiring everything we got done with all that and uh again the macgyver and me I really think I was not meant to be in the army and I should have been some kind of engineer or something because uh, I don't know how I figured this out. But, you know, I, I, I took apart, you know, I, I figured out that I wasn't making a connection on the pedal. Right. So when you push down on the, the trolling motor pedal with your foot, it activates the blades or it activates the motor to, to make the actual trolling motor go. And uh, so that wasn't happening. Even after we rewired everything, I still wasn't getting that, um, you know, I wasn't activating it. So I tore apart the whole pedal and I figured out basically how it worked. If you've never tore apart a pedal, you know, on a trolling motor, it's very simple. <laughs> not, there's not yeah. that much to it. It's some, some simple circuit boards that connect by, you know, making a simple, you know, like, you know connection to it but there was this plastic uh there's a plastic piece that you when you push your foot down that that connects with the the metal button on it basically and that activates the blades well a piece of that that plastic had broken off at some point and so it wasn't making that connection i'm like i had just a small gap like an eighth of an inch or, or, or sixteenth of an inch, it was this really small gap, and I'm like, "What can I do? How can I, how can I fix that gap?" So I took that, you know, I'm going through my tackle box and going through my, you know, my toolbox, trying to find something in my mind that'll fit in there. And just the way that it was designed, or the way that you know that it was shaped, I was like, you know, I found a penny, and I think there was like an old penny in my in my uh, tackle box or something. So I grabbed that penny, took it up there, or put it on it, and then I taped it with some electrical tape, and then pretty much sandwiched everything back together, screwed it back down, and then that was it for the rest of that weekend, or that week. I fished that whole week. It actually, it, it screwed up several times. It fell out. The the, the penny would fall out, and I'd have to redo the, my, my MacGyver yeah. tape job. And every day, that penny would fall out, and he'd be messing with that penny. Yeah. It would slide out or whatever the case may be. And it, your troll motor stopped. It would always stop working at the most inopportune time. At the end of a right. drift when you're right next to shore and you're and I got to jump down, jump on the motor real quick while you're messing with that so we don't go ashore again. It would, yeah. yeah, it was it was it was a hoot of a weekend. It, it really was. It really was. And uh, um. So at the end, I think you ended up super gluing that thing in. Yeah. That's how that trolling motor died with a penny. Super glued. Yeah, I, I super I glued think- a penny to that connector. You know, I, I probably just could have put super glue by itself, but I was like, no, this penny yeah. is staying here. It's staying forever. in this thing forever. And I sold that boat a, a few years later just because I had, oh man, mm-hmm. we could make this the Gambler podcast and I could talk about all the times that I had oh, problems wow. with that boat. That's and, that's uh, literally just one of thirty times we dealt with that boat. Oh man! And uh, but I definitely sold that boat with that motor guide trolling motor and the uh, the penny still with it. Well, I hey, should have taken that penny, man. I should have kept it. It's your lucky penny. It was but hey, it worked, penny. right? You hey. sold it with a working trolling motor. Yeah, the guts. You know, sometimes our guts don't always work right, but they they get the job done. Oh man! But I remember that next year. Your wife texted me saying, hey, I need ideas for your birthday. <laughs> and I said, there's nothing else you need to get him than a trolling motor for that boat. Right. I put nothing new, else. Yeah. Nope. I, I swapped it, it out. I swapped it out for a Minn Kota instead of the, uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm never putting a motor guide on a boat ever again. <laughs> and not to say that the motor guide is a bad trolling motor at all. It was just, this thing was ancient and I just had so many issues with it over the years that, that, uh, you know, I was going to go to something much more simple and user friendly, and you know, so yep. that's why I eventually put that on. But yep. yeah, so that's the that's the penny story. That's uh, it was. I'm telling you, probably one of the most frustrating times I've ever had on the water. 
that you know i didn't get as much fishing in that that weekend and the captain never does you know to be honest you know anytime that you it's your boat you're on the water you're responsible to put other people on fish that's the way i look at it you know i don't have my captain's license but i I think my i call myself captain bob every time i'm out there and i make people Mm -hmm. refer to me as captain bob no i don't really do that but (laughs) um you know it's it's definitely i feel that it's my responsibility to get people on fish it's my responsibility to upkeep my boat and be able to give them the best time as possible on the water you know so that's the uh that's a penny story in a in kind of in a nutshell there's probably some more details i but that i yeah. may have lost over the years but it was uh yeah. one of my most frustrating <laughs> moments in life i'm telling so your you your boat was held together by a penny by a penny oh man but to even go back the reason that your gas line broke was because you cut the wheel to go get his hat. Well, when you cut the wheel hard, that thing broke. Well, and I'm then gonna, when you pulled it off, it kind of fell apart. That's what that's what I'm saying. I mean, I can, I can, I can blame him. I can certainly place <laughs> the blame on him. But in, in another view, you could look at it as we could have been a hell of a lot further down that lake. Oh, we yeah, could have been true. another mile away, you know, at the yeah. point at the point that it actually did break it because it, it, it definitely wasn't just cutting the wheel. It was the guts of that thing just exploded as soon as I pulled it pulled it, you know, from the yeah. motor. So it yeah. was like, yeah, it was uh it was on its last legs anyway. Those older motors like that, especially those two-stroke motors, you know that eth- you know the ethanol and fuel nowadays. If you're not using stable, pretty you know, or, or any kind of some kind of stabilization in your gas, like well, you're, you're going to eat up you know, the inside of those motors and seals and gaskets. And, well, it was a plastic connector too. So the one that we oh, bought, yeah. the one that we bought was metal. So right, yeah, yeah like, that's they why got, you don't use plastic. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's that story. Uh, that's one of many with that boat. And now everybody knows the penny story. Now you know the penny story. Yeah, and you can blame <laughs> that dude. I wonder if he brought a banana on the boat. <laughs> Jason, you told me that the first time I brought you up there. You told me about the banana. I never even knew that was a thing. There's Whoa. some guys where I worked on the charter boat on Lake Erie. Uh, some of the charter captains would just give their customers a hard time, right? Oh, we got something to blame it on now, right? But I think that it's a little bit more of a strict rule from what I've heard on the west side of the state, salmon fishermen and yeah. guides, like to the point of they will not let you get on their boat yeah. with a banana. And you, they're serious about it. Do you know where that banana story originated? I, I know. It's, I just want to know if you know. Okay, I don't know the facts. I know that it has to do with back in the day. It, it's it comes from way back in the day on yeah. the ships, but yeah. I don't know the details. So I want you to share. It. <laughs> so I just heard it on a podcast today. It's the only reason I know this. Thank God for podcasts, right? Right. Um, yeah, I was on a Muskie podcast. I was listening today that just aired today, and uh, it was back in like the eighteen hundreds. And so when they used to get bananas from indonesia i guess that was the main exporter for bananas back in the 1800s they would put these bananas down below and turns out that the inside these snake or inside these bananas would be these super venomous snakes love bananas and these poisonous spiders so these sounds terrible (laughs) so these snakes (laughs) and spiders were they would wipe out the entire ship because people and they were because they were that deadly and they'd be full, so they'd have this whole underbelly of a, sh- of a ship full of bananas with hundreds of thousands of spiders and snakes. <laughs> and they would kill everybody on it, and and that's how I guess it. That's how the podcast says. I don't know if there's any truth to it's it. Like but snakes, I mean, it sounds it's like snakes on a plane meets <laughs> a ship in the 1800s or something. <laughs> snakes, motherfucking snakes, snakes. On motherfucking ship. <laughs> Snakes in a banana. <laughs> snakes in a banana. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to edit some of this out. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that supposedly that is the story of uh, where the banana on the boat became bad luck. Do they Again, even I, have I don't know back if there's. I, yes. <laughs> Did they, did they have bananas back then? Nope. 
Nope. Oh, man. <laughs> derailed. Oh, so derailed. Oh, man. But that's funny. I've, uh, funny goods. I've got my own gambler story. So no, I, no I way. I had a chance. <laughs> while I, while we're on that on the, topic. Yeah, I've only been on the gambler one weekend. Uh, but before I get into my story. That was a good weekend, though. Oh. Oh. Speaking of which. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Cheers. So cheers to the death boat, of the gambler. <laughs> Hopefully it's in a had, landfill Bob, somewhere. That boat you had, Bob, I liked it. Um, like I said, it, it got the job done. Obviously, when you run into stuff that maybe is of that age, there's a chance that things go wrong. But... Um, that was the only time that I've been up up north with you guys on the Gambler. And I had heard about the fishing. Um, I had heard that the lake had been stocked with muskie. I know, Bob, I think you threw your shoulder out all weekend going after muskie. Definitely. Uh, and, uh, you know, saw the commitment, like you said last time. Saw the commitment to if I'm not going to catch something, it's going to be I'm not going to catch a muskie. But had a, had a great time. And so we're going along. Been hitting the pops all day. Um, you know, Bob's up front, Ryan's in the back. I feel like the barmaid in the middle of the boat. Just getting get everyone beers. drinks. Get me another one. And at that time, um, I'm going to direct everyone to go on YouTube and find Sweet Brown, Ain't Nobody Got Time for That remix. Oh, my God. Because, <laughs> because that that was a very key part of this story. That was a... That was a popular jam that we had going that weekend. Uh, maybe a little bit too often, but it was good. It's got a nice beat to it. So after you know a couple of days of fishing with these guys, a long day of drinking some pops, Sweet Brown comes on. And Why did Sweet Brown come on, though? I mean, it was intentional. It was it, intentional it, it because was in we were in Muskie Cove. Like, it was intentional because we just caught a muskie. I think Ryan just put a, like a 40-incher on the boat. I think it was before. It was before. And, and, and I'll explain why I think it was before. Okay. So I feel like, in my mind, now granted, it could be a little foggy, <laughs> but I remember you had like a goofy old like on-sale spinnerbait that you had bought green and red and yellow, like pretty ugly looking piece of work. And we had that song on and we're stomping our feet and we're horsing around and stuff. And in my mind, like you caught that fish when the song was on. I'm, I mean, I would go to the grave saying that. I, I did. Yeah. I, 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 was, yeah. Uh, I was literally dancing to that yes, song. And I, exactly. I still to this day say that my dance moves were the action I needed to get that. That, <laughs> right, right. Right. So, that was so the I'm erratic the middle, action. Yeah. We're in Muskie Bay. It's, uh, you know, it's evening. It's getting to be prime time. We're tuned up and we're blaring sweet brown and we're dancing and screwing off and like you said you hooked that fish and it was it was awesome to see you guys go into business mode like you hooked that fish we know it's a muskie and i watched bob go all business ryan all business we gotta land this we gotta be safe about doing it because we've been out there all day (laughs) and it was incredible you know i remember bob coming off the bow gets the you know get the fish landed being cautious with you know correct handling and stuff but taking pictures had the glove on to make sure that you know you're being safe bob but i know for a fact that song was blasting yeah. and so yeah, then that was, that was to celebrate night, yeah. in addition to the hooping and hollering <laughs> and carrying on i define i decide to uh pull out the navigational aid and rip a few hits on the uh air horn <laughs> just to make sure that everyone <laughs> Um, in the surrounding area was aware of the feat that we had pulled off. Snort! Uh, and I'm sure we had a snort of pucker after that. Oh, my gosh. oh sure. yeah, yeah, we definitely did. 100%. But yeah, that song, um, like I said, everyone's got to go find it. Sweet Brown, Ain't Nobody Got Time for That Remix. The best part of that story, I think, was we were on the other side of the lake fishing and catching fish and all of a sudden we look to which would be our like southeast and the sky was like this weird blackish gray we're like 
what the hell is that? So we decided, like, all right, let's get closer to the cabin. Like, we don't want to get caught on the other side of the lake with that. And so we just thought that's the only reason we're even in Muskie Cove was because of that storm rolling through. And it was right as all of a sudden it went from, because it was, what, 6 o'clock at night? Yeah, it was still It, it was, was still pretty light out. And it just, like, someone flips a switch and it gets dark. And that's when I hit that muskie. And then three yeah, minutes later, I get another text from another guy who's half mile up the river. And he caught a muskie. Same exact time, right, yeah. as that storm came rolling in. And that's always been one of the coolest moments of any fish I've caught was right when that storm was blowing in. And I've got pictures. I sent you that picture the other day of because not only was was that cool, so my dad and the guys in his boat had the same mindset, like, we got to get out of here. They were, what, 30 yards from the boat when, when I caught that thing? So yeah. they saw the whole thing. And they that picture I sent you was, yeah, exactly. They heard the air horn. They heard all of it. And... So I, that picture I sent you is from their boat, their perspective of of yeah. of me holding up this fish and Bobby taking a picture, or, and you sitting there with the air horn like it's just it's a timeless class like oh. in my eyes. Yeah, I'll yeah. never forget that day. You know, like fishing. Yeah, it's a ton of fun, but like that's one memory of that particular fish. I'm never. I'll I'll just never forget it. Yeah, there were. Yeah, I remember. Those prefrontal prefrontal days where you've got a storm rolling in or something like that, if you're not on the water, on that particular body of water, if you're not on the water when that's happening, like, you're definitely putting yourself at a disadvantage. Like, you know, we, there's many times, I've got pictures of us fishing on that lake with an inch of snow on the bow <laughs> of the boat and, you know, in and, and, and white caps and, you know, two and a half footers, man, where we're yeah. just, we're struggling to put anything together but and and we're catching fish though that's the thing yeah. but i'm gonna add to that story a little bit and uh you know it was exciting definitely you know anytime you put a muskie on a boat it's it's definitely exciting and um you know so like right after we catch it you know it's like he was saying sweet brown was blaring and we were all stomping and you know, singing, singing to it and stuff like that and uh you know he hooks us fishing we immediately go into you know you know handling mode and uh you know we land the fish and you know safe release back and take all the pictures and do everything we had to do and then jason uh he he got on that air horn and he kind of made it sound like he hit it like like he just tooted it once like <laughs> i'm pretty sure he drained my air horn on that lake and, and where we're fishing is a small little cove we call it we call it musky cove or musky bay or you know, it's where you know we we've traditionally hooked up with some muskies in that in that particular part of the lake but it, it, you know it's kind of residential there's a few like houses mm -hmm. or cabins and you know a couple small trailers and stuff like that in that little cove it's a small little quiet little area tucked off of the lake a little bit and he was going ham on that on that air horn just going ballistic and i'm just i'm kind of like you know, this is one of the first times I ever met this dude, and I'm like, I want to tell him, uh, I want to tell him, like, hey, dude, put that freaking air horn away, or shove it up your. It was, I'll your admit, behind, you know, it, 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 it was at uh, first it was, it was out of funny. Control. Yeah, at first it was funny, and then it got excessive, yeah. and then it was like, "All right, man, <laughs> I'm gonna, you gotta swim back." So let's be real. You, at that point, you were intoxicated. <laughs> oh man, you could say that. So I have a picture of later that night. I got a yeah. picture of of Jason sleeping at the at the mm -hmm. kitchen table with his head just laid out all over the table. <laughs> like I was I like, said, "Oh man, been, that was fun, though, man. Like that was a, that was a great time." Yeah, like that I was said, a great time. Pops all day, and now it's the end of the day. We're gonna stand around the campfire and we're gonna celebrate. So it was a late night, and uh, yeah, couldn't make it to bed. Just had to stay right there at the kitchen table. <laughs> yep, yep. Wherever you can put your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, then shortly after I caught that muskie, you you hooked into a tree and you brought oh, it onto yeah. the boat. It's just, it was a half the size of the boat, and you're I've got the picture. Of you standing there with your hat sideways, holding this thing up like it's set of deer antlers, but it's like <laughs> ten feet wide. Oh, it was half the bottom. I yeah. will get that posted on our social media that, so people yep. understand. Uh, I'll post all these pictures of, of this podcast yep. so people understand uh, 
Yeah, so kind of what <laughs> they could have put it all together into perspective. But. Yeah, so there's one, at least one at least one video that you that you posted on the TikTok with Sweet Brown. I have one on my TikTok, yeah. a separate one. So like, Sweet Brown has a uh, very much a, a near and dear. Well, uh, let's spot let's go. In our let's heart. go back. Let's go back. So you came up. We were up there for a week because we at that point we were still doing a week long trip up there. You came up on like Thursday or something because you had to work. And uh, so I think it was, what, like two days into the trip, almost in that exact same spot, I hooked into a muskie. Yeah. Almost identical size. I think, right. was, I think it was you a couple did. inches bigger. You had identical spot before I got there. Yeah. On the same lure, too. Yeah. And I caught it. I don't know if Sweet Brown was on. I think it, it must have been on because after that point, Every time I fished in that cove, I just looped Sweet Brown because I was like, there's something to this. <laughs> every single time. And, and my wife will, uh, every time I've taken her up there, she will uh, back me up on that every time I'm playing Sweet Brown as I drift through that cove, casting, and I'm dancing like a fool. Yeah, my wife looks oh, yeah. at me like I'm crazy every time I'm on the boat and I'm playing Sweet Brown. Well, after like- she listens to this podcast, she'll understand why we play that song every time we're casting for muskies in that spot. Lord Jesus, there's and, and the terrible outdoorsman. <laughs> oh man, do we have some drinking stories? So, Jason, you got any more drinking stories? Well, I remember a time when I was introduced to Captain Morgan and Mister Verner's. Oh man, Sturgeon Shivery. Oh, Sturgeon so, Shivery. That's not in season, but we will. That's a good story. I want to hear it. So, was that when we went up for Sturgeon, or was that when we went pike spearing that year? This was Sturgeon. This was the very first time okay. I went with you guys when we were with the guide who shall remain <laughs> nameless. Oh, yeah, nameless. Um, I will not. But Yeah. <laughs> so I think that you um, – I think you guys had been up there um, – Maybe for a year or two, or maybe more before I went. I think it was our second least, year because I was year. already not happy with him at that point. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. I was one against two. So, in my hatred to that gentleman. Right. So, um, you know, the first thing is we get up there and the cabin has three feet of snow on the roof. <laughs> four feet i don't know and i'm the new guy right like okay put me up there i I forget who the other guy was he made the the key lime pie oh yeah (laughs) but we were up there shoveling three feet of snow off of the roof of the cabin so that was the start of it like okay here we go and that three feet is not an exaggeration no Uh, no. it's not like i have the picture i will I'll, i'll post that too it's legitimately three feet of snow like i've got it's up to your waist that's yep. how high the snow yep. is. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything so, like it. Um, get all the snow off the roof. We're all excited. Um, it's your. It'll be your second year going. I'm pumped up. It's my first year. Let's see what this is all about. And, you know, get up early. Got to meet the guide at a specific location. Got to be there at a specific time, which is in the dark. Get up. We go. It's very cold. And we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. And with sturgeon spearing season, and these guys will probably talk about it a later episode, but the season starts at a certain time. So you kind of want to be out there and, and ready to go for when the bell tolls. And we're waiting, and we're waiting. And it's been, I'm going to say we waited an hour. I could be wrong, but I know that it was, oh, we at, waited a long time. It, it was at least an hour. Yeah. Sitting and, uh, in that parking lot. Yep, yep. So, so Ryan is you know storming around, venting to me, how, <laughs> explaining how this is unacceptable. I'm agreeing with him. We have two other votes, you know, coming up with all the excuses in the book of <laughs> why it's okay for him to be late. <laughs> and uh, eventually shows up, hop on his uh, mode of transportation. We head out to the shanty, and I remember when we get out there. Um, because we said, okay, yeah, we want to, obviously we're going to focus on sturgeon spearing, but we also want a couple of tip-ups holes drilled so that we can have some other stuff going on. And I remember we told him, you know, hey, we'd like a couple of tip-up holes drilled. And he didn't have an auger. 
he had to go bum around with his other buddies and and he got an auger and it was like everything that we asked it it seemed like it was an inconvenience starting with showing up to get us yep and so um you know then uh yeah we go out there and use the shack don't have any action but then it came time to discuss like okay well the tip for this fine gentleman and i think that i think that you and i were not necessarily thrilled with really throwing much money on extra just because of the laundry list of things that we felt like it was just a unprofessional operation oh i i refused i refused i would not give him any more money than minimum agreed agreed upon amount (laughs) yep and And, and that was my final straw that that year yeah i told him i was like i'm done i I will i'll yeah, we'll get into that later, but sure, sure. And so we go out and have, you know, we had a good time together at a blast out in the shanty, but just some of the stuff, some of the customer service, I guess, was lacking. And so yeah. had a good time. We ended up going back to the cabin that night. And um, yeah, I ran into Captain Morgan and Verner's and, and just <laughs> one more, you know, I got messed up out on the one mores. Yeah, let's, um, let's, oh, so the one mores I'm getting. So yeah. that was, uh, that was the night of our, our best euchre run ever, right? Yes, yes, the best euchre run ever. I mean, no one's probably ever done what we did. Not on purpose, no. <laughs> I heard you lost every single We hand. lost like 12 in a row, and I think the most points we scored was two. Yeah. I mean, and people will say, oh, your strategy, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. Yeah. If you are always getting dealt bad cards, <laughs> you're not yeah. going to win. You should have accidentally won more than that, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling was, you, like uh, somebody was somebody was shuffling. Who was shuffling that deck? That's uh, all. I don't. I don't remember. I Everyone, honestly don't. I mean, it was going around. I mean, I played a lot of euchre in my days, and I've never had a night like that. And it just made I've us played, drink more. Yeah, more. I've played and euchre. I, I don't know. The, you know, I know the rules. I don't know all of the <laughs> strategies, but I know that it was not going well. <laughs> those, those guys up there, though, yeah, I'll, I'll give them some credit. Like you play euchre up there, like you are in for it, man. You're gonna like it's it's a battle. Pick and the, pick the right partner because right. they know, like they're thinking. I mean, they're good. I'll give them that. But they're thinking so far ahead, like they know what you're gonna lay because they're like they're they're counting everything. Like they know what's been played. Yeah. They know how how you played it, what you're gonna have, and I'm like, yeah, too drunk for this. It was, I would say, uh, <laughs> for a for an amateur euchre player that you know sits around at the house and plays with my mom and dad and brother, it was another environment. It was another environment <laughs> that I am not used to. Like you said, those guys up there, it's like, uh-huh. it's it's like not the their circuit first, or something up there. Yeah, it's not their first time sitting around throwing some cards. No, no, they've been doing that. Well. They've got us by a few years. There's some older gentlemen. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they've played Euchre longer than we've been alive. So there's that. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a fun night. Um, I remember us morning. staying very – we stayed up till like, 2 in the morning and and, and drinking Captain, Captain Inverters. See, I, I, it might have been later than 2, honestly, because we stayed up. You, me, and my wife, we stayed up down in the kitchen area, and we just drank and drank and drank. And that's so. Yeah, maybe later than two. And then, what time did those guys start banging pots and pans? I, that, well, that's the thing, right? They're on the regiment. They got their. They got to get up early and get their breakfast made. And we had to go home the next day. And we're packing up. I feel like I got concrete in my head. And you know, we get everything loaded up, and I'm just really, really struggling. And we hop in the car. Um, start buzzing down the road and i'm like i gotta get out I, I gotta get out get me out of here you barely and made it by the time i, I stopped barely made it yeah, going yeah, down it was like, uh 33 rolling seven you're like dude i got I, you gotta pull i over. gotta get out yeah and it was as fast as we could stop and i could get the door open and i yeah. was in the ditch taking care of some business i appreciate you not puking all over my truck yep not a problem i think we were in my truck then I'm assuming so. I don't remember what we were driving. I don't then, remember. Like we, I said, we've my all head got full of concrete. <laughs> we we've all got Jason stories, man. Like you can uh, you can put it back. Yep, yep. He can play with the with the with the big boys <laughs> for a while. Yeah. 
Oh, man. So, speaking of deep snow, let's talk about... <laughs> Let's talk about our death march, as we like to call it. <laughs> I think um, that may have been, the death march might have been one of our first ice fishing trips together. I think it was the first time, because it was before we, we went to, stopped. yeah, it was before we went up to your cabin that time, and, yep, yep. which will be a different story for a later podcast. Oh man, we should have brought we, that one up. We had this great idea, right? We're going to go out to Kensington, we're going to ice fish, and we've been working together, and we knew that we both loved the outdoors and loved ice fishing uh so we decided to go over to kensington and again snow is deep slush just a bear we oh my God. it was like load, two feet of snow like it was we load the shanty with way too much gear <laughs> we were going out for like a couple hours in the afternoon and it was like we were planning for a week right yeah. way too much gear and because we're anglers and we're going to try to set the odds in our favor we knew where we wanted to fish and where we wanted to fish was on the other side of the lake <laughs> where there's no access to in Kensington right, like, yeah. right. you can't so, there's no like side parking lot or anything like there's no launch like there's no way of getting there besides walking yep. or driving a ATV which we didn't have Right. Can you even so take just, ATVs we, out there? I don't think you can. I we take off probably in the Metro Park, yeah. We take off. We're loaded down with a shanty. We're trudging through snow and slush. And it's a mess. We're winded. You didn't have your inhaler, so you're <laughs> both just dying on the vine, right? Yeah. But we get over to this excellent spot that we thought we were just going to light the world on fire. We weren't going to move. We did say once we get set up, we're not moving. It's too much effort. <laughs> so we set up, you know, a couple of holes drilled in the shanty, tip-ups, the whole nine yards. Use, use all the equipment, all the fun, fancy gadgets we got, and caught a dink panfish. You might have caught <laughs> two, two One, little perch. This yeah, is why two. I don't ice fish, ladies and gentlemen. I, I mean... It's a lot of work. Oh man, all that work, all it, that work. It is for well, bluegill. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'm all not, of that. Well, some we were all gonna hate me for well, that. The idea of us going across the lake was we wanted to target walleye, which is, is a well-known walleye spot on the other side of the lake. Yeah, no, that, that spot sucked. <laughs> we had, oh, I mean, we had tip up set up for pike. We were, we had it all. We were jigging we for walleye. We ended up going shallow. Figured, hell, let's get some perch, maybe, and that's where you call like two dink perch and. Yeah, and, and then, then the yeah. whole time you're sitting there, you're thinking like, "I got to pack all this up and walk back." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, where we parked at Kensington was on top of like a hill, and so we brought the shanty down the hill to get to the water, which was cool. But I kept thinking like, not only do I got to cross this lake in two feet of snow, and I'm going to die. I got to go up that hill, and I don't have my inhaler. My asthma is just killing me. Like I'm, this might be it. This might be it. <laughs> we just, gonna, we but, just did that this year too. But uh, if I die on the ice, I guess what else do I need? Right? Like <laughs> dying in my happy. Well, the ice isn't my happy place. Dying on a lake, though. Yeah, I mean, silver lining and dying. Right? <laughs> I guess if you gotta die somewhere, <laughs> exactly. If I gotta right. die, I, well, I guess I don't want to die ice fishing. Yeah, that was uh, a good time. You ever thought no. you ever thought about that? Like when you're in the tree stand, when you're hunting and stuff like that, you're like, man, if I were to just like have some massive heart attack or something up here, I'd be hanging from the tree stand. How the hell would they get me down? You ever thought about that? Like, am I the only one that thinks about that? Am you, I the only weirdo that dude, you see it on the news? Like, yeah, like that's why. How the hell I would mean, they get you out? I was never a harness guy. Not, not that we want to completely switch topics, but I was never a harness guy until you got me in the harness. You bought yeah. me a harness. You're like, dude, you're going to wear a freaking harness. I never wore a harness. I'm like, I'm only 15 feet up. Okay, well, yeah, you have a heart attack. I mean, that's a long way to go, right? It, it, there's a lot of things that can go wrong at 15 <laughs> yeah. feet or 20 feet or whatever yeah. like that. It, yeah. you know. And, and I always, you know, I, I traditionally didn't hunt ladder stands, you know, so you have always hunted ladders. You like the ladder stands where I was hanging. I was just doing hang-ons and stuff like that. So I don't want to go 30 feet little, up. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> higher. I was a little, you know, 20, 25 feet. And, uh, it, and as I got older, I was definitely, you know, I, man, I remember when I was like, 
12, 14 years old. Like, I never wore a harness. It wasn't a no. thing back then. No. You know, so, like, never. once, a, you know, I think it was, like, Hunter Safety Systems came out or something like that. I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy one of those things. And I bought one, and I was like, man, this is money, man. I can I can move around. I can do, the, you know, I can lean out and take a shot. Like, it's, yeah. And then, like, I always, I always, you know, we always hunt together. So, like, when, we, when we're walking out, you know, I'm always thinking about that like man he needs a harness dude he needs a harness and and then i kept telling him that he's like yeah yeah i'll buy one i was like you know what screw it yeah i think it was i don't know it was christmas or something yeah, i was I like so. you know what i'm buying him a damn harness that way i don't have to tell him shit anymore yeah it's a different feeling said to the harness but. yeah anyway oh, we yeah, derailed yeah that's what this episode's really yeah. about right just right just bs session, bs yeah. bs session that's really what we were going for telling some some stories that we briefly touched base on on the last podcast so oh man there's no shortage either like no oh my god i mean i'm thinking the stories in my head and there's i i've seriously i've got so many that i mean we could make a nine-hour podcast and still not talk about all the stories of just what i've got in my head i'm sure jason's got stories you've got you ain't got stories <laughs> no not me i'm no. i'm all out no you're the penny is all i got guilty <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it, a penny. So, oh man, good stuff. Well, we're about an hour in. I think that was a fun episode, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, just quick recap of the last episode, and you know, this is kind of what you're going to get. You know, we've got some some good topics upcoming. Um, we've got spring turkey coming up, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. We've got the, the new fishing regulation just went into effect uh, yesterday for uh, a few lakes. Um, if you didn't buy your fishing license, go buy your fishing license because your old one's expired. And if you had to renew your boat, your boat tags, your boat is now expired. I, just because I got my boat out today and I realized I didn't put my tags on. Oh, man. Can't I, go fishing. Yeah, I need to look at them. I don't, I don't even know. I did my t- I have I the I'm tags. Good. I just didn't put them on yet. And I'm like, huh. I'm glad I didn't go on the water today. I don't have a fishing license, and I don't have my boat tags, oh, and I'm a terrible outdoorsman. I am, <laughs> I am itching to get out there, though. I am ready to go. Yeah. Go. So, so we got spring turkey coming up. Um, yeah, I know that won't pertain to everybody, but I, it's a very popular here in Michigan. And be honest, I don't know anything about it, but Jason here does. So um, he's going to educate us a little bit and give us a kind of a. Uh, spring turkey 101 we're going to talk about some of the new rules and regulations that went into effect this year um we're going to have a a good discussion on st Clair river an upcoming podcast with a buddy of mine who is you know super knowledgeable i would consider him one of the kings of the st Clair river um lots of good stuff on some upcoming podcasts so just ready to go chasing moose oh god i can't wait to get on the water I got the boat out today. Got it fired up. Everything's running good. Knock on wood. As I shut out my mic. <laughs> Knock on something. Um, Jason, you get in your boats out yet? Um, so we've got the the big Lund was getting a little bit of work done, um, but that's about wrapped up at the marina. We'll be getting that down on Erie. And um, I can't go because I'm dealing with the broken leg still, but this – uh, tomorrow, my dad and his buddy are going to go out for just a little shakedown cruise a couple yep. hours in the afternoon on the Detroit River, poke around a little bit, see what's going on, and hopefully I'm back in the game here um, second half of April, so just biting at the bit. Got to get you down here. Yeah, from what from what I'm hearing, Detroit River is kind of slow right now. They're picking up a few here and there. There are people yeah. out there, though. I haven't heard of too, you know, the ice being an, an issue coming down the river like it usually so, is this time of year. So this weekend, uh, Jason and I were just talking about a little bit ago, the National Walleye Tour is in Detroit River out of Erie Metro. Didn't that conclude? Wasn't that last week or something? No, it's this weekend. Oh, is it this weekend? Yeah, it started yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And a couple people I follow, one guy posted that um, the best boat had four total walleye. Right, 14 pounds or something like that. So they're like, yeah, I think I saw that on, I I follow something on Facebook, and they were like, 14.4 pounds was the the leader on that. And they were like, the run is not on. Yeah. So, Jason, didn't you say that like 50 of the 100 boats or something didn't have have a single fish? Yeah, they didn't weigh a fish. You've got 100, 110, I think, boats out there, and, and half of them 
didn't weigh in a fish. So, so that's yeah, a, that's why the terrible outdoorsmen here are not going down to the Detroit River yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm not going in until they're stacked like cordwood, and I can just drop any nonsense down. There. Right. If we're gonna <laughs> if we're gonna fight the traffic, we might as well yeah. fight the traffic when the fish yeah. are there. So definitely the run's not on down there, but. I mean, the, the video that I, I watched, a guy, he's in this harbor, this little, I guess, bay area where wherever they're docking at, and he, like, shows, and it's solid ice around his boat. Oh, wow. Like, that's how cold that water is, which is not, you know, you know, what, 38, I think, almost 40 degrees, what you're looking at. And but the big thing he said is that this nasty weather we've had in Michigan muddied up St. Clair so bad, and that water coming down from St. Clair just... I mean, that river was, was chocolate milk. And you talked about it on the last podcast. Like, that river's chocolate, chocolate milk. You're staying at home, right. sitting in the garage. Right. Yep. So, yep. hopefully I have, in the next couple of weeks we can get down there and have some, some stories to talk about, some, some content to post on our social media. I have heard the steelhead. Steelhead uh, are being caught mm-hmm. all over the state. So, I, I was yeah. reading the fishing report this morning. But. Yeah, I've heard down in, uh, I think it was Flat Rock, and then someone... Down to Vermillion in Ohio, caught something, but absolutely. So, yeah, lots of fun stuff coming up. And, uh, yeah, if you don't follow us on our social media, please go follow us on our social media. We got Instagram, TikTok, we have a YouTube page that's just getting rolling. I got to get some more content on there, but. Eventually, we'll start posting some videos when we can get some fresh content. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing that I wanted. Uh, I think that a couple of people asked us that, like, if we were going to start, like, recording, like, video recording the podcast. And I think we will at some point once we get the uh, the studio here up and, uh, you know, fully, fully yeah. functional and, you know, set up. Once we get everything going, like, we'll probably actually record ourselves doing it. And once we can get Jason all healed up and we can get him, you know, face-to-face, um, I'd love to do that. I think that'd be fun. We can start posting yep. some of that stuff on YouTube as well. But. Yep. Yep. So give us a follow or subscribe to our page, subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, so we know how many people are listening on a regular basis and yeah, we'll get you some content as soon as we can. So Jason, any last comments before we wrap up here? It was fun, uh, going back through some of our favorite stories. Um, Just, like that's the fraction the- man of our, of our stories. The, tip. the details that you remember yeah, so many exactly. years later is funny. So, yeah, it was a good time, and I know we've got a lot more coming up, so looking forward to it. Yep. Bob, anything to wrap up? I got nothing, man. It was good. It was fun. Cool. It was good. It's a lot shorter than the last one. Hope you all enjoy it. And until next time, get outdoors, and don't be terrible. <laughs> <laughs>